Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Ah, Ksubis Daf Chof, the eight minute Daf. Today we have some amazing sugyos. We're going to learn a little bit about Akhosha and Hazama. Who's this fellow called Barshatya? And a very, very interesting halacha. What if you write down notes about something you saw? Can you testify years later based on your notes? So the Lord tells us if you have a star that you could be Mikhaim, you have a document that can be authenticated. By itself, the Edom, whatever, you have somebody. Other Edom are not permitted to come and testify that they, they recognize the signatures. However, those that signed were puzzle, etc. Why? Because it's authenticated without them. According to Rav Sheshes, you could take that star and use it to demand money. Hazama. What does Hazama mean and what does Hakkhasha mean? And how is that important to us? Hakkhasha means that the Edom contradict each other. The second set of Edom come and contradict the first. They say, they were puzzle. It's not true. Hakasha. Hazama is more severe. Hazama means that the second set of Edom testify that the first set of Edom, and this has nothing to do with the Shtar, the first set of Edom were with us in a different country, in a different place. They were with us on an island. We could testify. It's so severe that if we find out that what they're saying is true, then the first set of Edom are liable to whatever they wanted to accuse the first person. So if they wanted to accuse him for monetary damage, they have to pay the monetary damage. If they wanted to kill the first person based on their testimony, they get killed. But this is an interesting halacha. You can only do a hazama if those Edom are right there in front of you. So if Sheshis holds that Hakasha has some of the halachas of hazama, and therefore in order to be makhish, in order to contradict the Edom in the Shtar, those Edom in the Shtar must be present in front of you. However, Rebbe Avo holds that you could do Akhasha and you could contradict Edom even not in front of them. In fact, every Hazama has a little bit of Akhasha. In other words, you could do Hazama even if the Edom are not there, you won't be able to punish those Edom, but you'll be able to contradict the Shtar and not use it. Therefore, says Rebbe Nachman, we have two Edom in the Shtar, two Edom that testify against the star, so it's two against two, they cancel each other out, and we take the money and we leave it wherever it is. So what does it mean they're not believed? It means that we don't burn the star, and if one of the people grabs the mum, the, the money, the mama, we don't take it out of him. And the Gemara says, just like Barshatya, this Barshatya, sometimes he was healthy, he was normal, sometimes he was a shaita, he was crazy. And he sold his property. Two of them said he sold it when he was normal. Two said he was crazy. So we leave the karka exactly where it is. On condition that he has a chazaka that he got it from his father. It's in his belonging. But otherwise we'll say no. The same way he purchased it. Let's say he was crazy. That's the way he sold it. Or let's say he was normal. He sold it like that as well. Ravasi says the only way you could authenticate a shtar is if there's a challenge to this shtar. They brought it to Bezin and Bezin authenticated it. Nardayad, and they say, if you find two ksubas with a signature or two real estate documents that nobody said anything for three years, you can use those signatures as well. And that's on condition that the documents are in a third party's possession. Because if the borrower has the documents, perhaps he took those documents and he copied and forged the signatures. Gemara tells us a person can write down notes and testify based on his notes. According to Rabbi Huna, on condition that he remembers 
details without the notes, and then the notes just refresh and complete his memory. According to Rabbi Yochanan, even if he didn't remember anything, and once he sees his notes, then he refreshes his memory. And the same thing with Halach would be that one aid can remind a second aid what happened, but the lender himself cannot remind anyone unless the person he's reminding, the, the aid he's reminding, is a Tamad Chacham. Why? And how do we know this? We see this from a story that happened with Ravashi. Rav Kahana told Ravashi, don't you remember this and this happened to me? And Ravashi says, I have no recollection. Later on, Rav Kahana sees Ravashi testifying in Bezdin on his behalf. He said, what's going on here? He's shocked. Ravashi explained and he said, I don't remember it based on what you reminded me. I sat down and thought about it and recalled it on my own. But that's because Ravashi is a Talmud Chacham. But a regular person doesn't have that right. The Gemara tells us that an aid, a witness, can testify even more than 60 years later. And the reason is because a person commits aidos to his memory. They tell him, you please be our test." Our aid, so he puts it and commits it to his memory. However, the Gemara brings another Allah. When it comes to remembering where the graves are, that's up to 60 years. And the Allah tells us that if you're going on the way and you see a mound, perhaps somebody put a body in there. As the Gemara says, maybe it was Erev Shabbos and it was getting late. They threw the body in there, thinking they're going to come back later, and they didn't. Maybe a woman had a stillborn and put the stillborn there. Maybe somebody's arm fell off from a certain disease and he buried it there. If it's a very old mound and Reb Meir says, what's that? More than 60 years old. Then people don't remember whether or not there's a body there so we have to be concerned. According to Reb Yudah, it's as long as somebody remembers. They don't remember that's considered old. So it could be even 20, 30 years. When do we say that a mound is not a concern? When it's new. Because nobody knows about it. If, in fact, somebody was buried there, people will know about it, people will talk. And another condition, it has to be far away from the city. What's far away? According to a mayor, more than 50 Amah, according to a Yehuda, further, as long as there's nothing closer than that mound. Because if there's a mound closer, people buried over there. What's this 50 Amah? That's where women will go up until, until they ask somebody else for help to go all the way to the cemetery. The mound is tame only in a city that's close to a cemetery or in a pathway that leads to the cemetery because of that concern that we said earlier, that were concerned they were on the way to the cemetery, Erev Shabbos, Ben Hashemoshes, and they just quickly buried the body there. Have a wonderful day.